podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's up to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gouda's podcast. My name is Lewis and um, I've got a full stat cast with me today. I've got Nigerian Dan. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. We've got Shabs. Hopefully you can hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you, man. I'm fresh. I've been laying the smack down in the GC today, man. I'm ready. Yeah? I'm ready. Yeah, man. I'm ready. Ah, cool. We've we got we got German dad. We had to we had to con him on to come on the podcast to say we were talking about Ozil today, and he's he's distraught. <laughs> he's he's absolutely distraught oh, that we're you not got doing me, the Ozil special. You got me. You got me. You got me now. <laughs> got me now. Got and, me now. We, and we and we got Doctor Leroy as well, uh, fresh out of uh, eating his ebba. How, how are you doing, <laughs> sir? I have you know, I was having smiley faces, smiley faces and sausages, big man. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> for the culture, eh? No, bro, I was just I mean, I was at one out of your cookbook. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go wrong with the Delia Smith cookbook, can you? Culture, man. I'm joking, I don't believe I eat that shit. Come on. As you, as you can see, everyone's in positive spirits. Um, if you were lucky enough to be a patron, then you would have caught our uh, post-match instant. I might add instant post-match uh, analysis after the um, Newcastle win on Wednesday. Was it? Was it Wednesday now? No. Wednesday today? Monday. Yeah. So um, if you were lucky enough to be a patron, you can subscribe uh, and you can get all the instant post-matches on the patron there. So you can get it right away. Um, so... Forgive us if we don't cover the game in too much detail today. If you want the more in-depth breakdown, go and catch it on our Patreon page. The link is in the bio. You can subscribe for as little as five pounds a month. Um, tune into the Discord. Obviously, this pod is going to be on our own YouTube page as well. So um, we're on there on Touchy Gunas on YouTube. Uh, subscribe. That's the most important thing. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you're watching live now, don't you dare tune in and not subscribe. Please subscribe. Press the subscribe button. Thank you very much. Dan, can we have like a little icon there that says subscribe, please? Man, and let's put that one on notice. Man, saying it's like it's going to come to your house and do something. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the subscriptions are uh, are very important. Um, and just a quick one as well before we start. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Fanslide. Fanslide is. Um, football's first in-play fantasy football game. It's a very, very interesting concept. I used it today. Um, unfortunately, Man United come back and won. Um, it was... Uh, we, we knew United would come on strong in the end. We knew United would come on strong in the end. Unfortunately, you know, they keep ploughing along and um, getting those points in, unfortunately. The luckiest, jammiest cunts in the world. But we won't talk too much about that. If you want to join in with the fan slide action... Um, you can uh, follow the link in the bio, download the app, and uh, it's a chance to win some cash prizes as well. So get in with the action there. Um, guys, let's start with um, the Newcastle game. 
Um, I'll go to Shabs and Leroy first since me and the two Dans did the Patreon piece. Um, how impressed were you with the performance overall? And, and uh, is, is the feel-good factor starting to return to you guys? I'll, I'll start with you, Shabs. Um, yeah, for, for me, um, th there's still some bums in there, man. Like, let's just have it right. There's still some bums in there. Um, you know, I, I won't say I'm head over heels over everyone's performance, but... Um, Saka, he continues to do his thing. Like I've been, I've, I've been backing this guy, um, you know, in his corner for time. Very happy with his 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 performance. Um, I was happy that Tierney made the game and that he could play again. He put in another solid performance. Um, delighted with the boy ESR man. Absolutely delighted with him again. I I don't actually think he's been um, out. He's done any think outstanding I think just the fact that he's a presence and and the way he plays and his style of play gives us so much Partey Partey was yeah Partey probably didn't really get out of that second to third gear I think I think he's got so much more room to go he had a fantastic game and um Abramian got goals so and we kept a clean sheet so it's 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 kind of hard to argue with that but yeah man I was I was I was happy overall with the result and the performance, albeit the Newcastle side were poor, piss poor, but I'm taking the win every every day of the week. Um, yeah. Uh, overall, I was actually really impressed with the performance. And that's not actually just looking in hindsight, because obviously when you've had a 3-0 win, you can kind of it can kind of taint your view looking back on the game. When I actually even think about the first half, I was actually thinking I I, I, I when I watched the first half, I thought we were gonna score. I didn't feel at any point that we weren't going to score. Um, I thought we were putting in a lot of work and I thought we do need to get the goal quickly, but I was really impressed with a lot of performances from a lot of players. Um, I think Arteta, going back to basics, is done is done in really well. Um, and just putting round, pe round, round pegs and round holes, it's just like common sense management, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think, I think we're looking good. Um, I was really happy with the midfield, actually. I think Shaka needs to get a little bit of credit, even though... He's not the guy long term. Yeah. He's been doing quite well um, in the last couple of games. Um, Party is the thing you call it a monster club. I just think his level. I, I just think that's him. Um, so yeah, like ESR Saka doing well. Well, it's looking up. It's looking up. It's not bad at all. Yeah, man. Like you, you, you mentioned there about Arteta going back to basics. Like football can be such a simple game. You know, you like you said, you play the position, you play the players in the right positions. You, you you fill the gaps that need to be filled. You play your footballers, and you know, all of a sudden we start looking like a, a competent football side. Um, mm -hmm. Let me bring the two Dan's into the conversation. Um, do you echo Shabs and Leroy's faults? Were you as uh, impressed with the performances as as they were? Yeah, I think um, I think there are a lot of good performances there today. I don't think anyone um, really put a foot wrong. You know, even guys like Cedric and that. You know, I think they they gave a good account of themselves. So, you know, I think Newcastle are they're a bad team in it. Like, let's not um, beat around the bush. So, I, like, this is the thing with this latest run of form. I, I do wish it was against better teams that we played. Obviously, you can only beat who's in front of you. But I do. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be one to get carried away and say, you know the feel-good factors back again, because particularly, I don't really know what our level is just yet, you know. Um, I think Newcastle, are they're a shocking team. They're just not compact at all. They tried to press high, but then left like loads of space um, in behind. I didn't really know what they were, what what game plan they had, playing three strikers across across the, the front line, you know, um, to be a more attacking. I think Steve Bruce is a bit clueless, personally. So, um, How is he still a Premier League manager, by the way? Yeah, it's mental. It's mental. I think he's got the lowest win percentage of any Premier League manager with like more than like 200 games or something like that. So, Scary. you know, he's he's a bum in it. So, you know, I think that was a game that, you know, at home, if we can't win that 3 0, you're going to be asking serious questions kind of thing. So, you know, it was a, it was it was sort of a routine win, but obviously this season we ain't really had many, many of them. So, you know, you have to take them when they come. The thing is, though, <clears throat> that's the exact type of game we've been struggling with for, mm. for however long. We struggled. Now. We struggled. Uh, we struggled against them a couple of weeks ago in the FA Cup. Yeah, but 
The other games against the bigger teams, we've been finding it a lot easier. And it's the games against teams that can't really actually hurt us that much or can only really hurt us on the break and that we have to break down we've been struggling against. So the fact that, okay, I'm not saying we've cracked the puzzle from that, but the fact that at least we have a plan of action of how to approach those games and get results is a little bit reassuring. So you know what you were saying before, um, Nigerian Dan, um, about I see if we upgrade the players significantly, we, we will be a lot better. I didn't see that before because I didn't like the system we were playing and I didn't see that. Now, with this system, I can imagine if we upgrade the players in the positions the way we're playing now, I can see what you were saying before. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I echo, I could have thought of the guys. I think we, we look competent again. Um, we we didn't look competent for a long time, but we look competent again. So, and and, and that game, we, we were quite good, um, especially second half. Um so I think um, that gives us a basis of actually competing with teams and looking to win games. Um, I think the next couple of fixtures are obviously more difficult. So uh, as we, we're going to learn more about the team and, um, and, and, uh, and, and how far we can go this season, particularly with this crop of players. But I think at least um, I'm a bit more confident now if we have Bernie at home that we're going to win. Like, that wasn't the case a couple couple of weeks ago. So now I think like if, if someone like that comes comes to the Emirates or even if we play away to them, I'm fairly confident that we pick up a win. Um, so we've we got, we, we got found our ability to win again. We found our ability to be competent on both ends of the pitch. Um, and we also found um, um, some attacking fluidity as well as some partnerships on the pitch. So, yeah, at the moment, it's, it's, really, it's, it's really positive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I've I've got inside information that our praise of Partey actually pisses a lot of rival fans off. So I think we should have a little segment just in case the, the pagans are, are listening, the ups are listening. Yeah, so they don't really like to you know they don't like it when we get happy about certain things in it. So I think you know just like it in there. That party intro back in. Yeah, oh, oh, don't you don't you worry. It's already in there, mate. Don't you worry. We've already got loads <laughs> enough, right? Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Literally, and the thing is. I, I'm not really one to quickly back our players. We know that, but I'm telling you, that man's top three in the league sentiment. Top, top three sentiments in the league. No doubt about it. Mm. No. Is the other yeah. two? We haven't. No, they, they, they're, not, they're not important. They're not important, man. Let's keep it on. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's in the top three. The other two are not important. Let's not keep give anyone. Right right, yeah, he, yeah. He's yeah. Right, yeah. Let's yeah. keep it Arsenal. But, 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 and, and the thing is, we haven't seen anything really from Partey yet really because he, he he's not played enough games to really find the, find a rhythm or find a groove and I think that's the, the that's the thing to look forward to as well as he is playing now we're seeing little glimpses and pockets so he's not fully fit he's not really found a rhythm you know the team fluidity is still a little bit you know there, there's some room to go so um, I think when he does hit that it's scary you know you know but but yeah he, he's got to do he, it of course he only he only he only has one direction. It's forward, mm. and mm. we're not used to seeing it. So maybe there's maybe there's like a a, a part of us that maybe are uh, I don't want to bring a downer on it. Maybe there is a part of us that are you know maybe over regging it a bit. Maybe overdoing the, how well he has played. Maybe simply because we just haven't seen someone do what he's doing for so long. Um, but. Yeah, literally, when he his only gear is forward. Yeah, he, he's always looking up. Like some of the passes he was playing, they they they're, they're quite complex passes, but he makes them look so easy. You know, especially the ones that he's playing that he sort of like fakes to to hit it out wide, but then so uses disguise, the inside, yeah, disguise it. He, yeah, he does that so much, passes. and he plays it. He plays he plays passes so close to the opposition, but they just they can't react quick enough to it. And he just the way he busts his lines for fun, it's scary. It's scary. If we if we can put good quality around him, and this is where we not we need to as a club not to fuck up. Because we've had players of his ilk before. We've had the Urzels, we've had the Alexis Sanchez's, the Cesc Fabregas's, the Van Persie's. Partey's well in their mould, right? But we haven't built teams around these players. And that is why we are in the position we're in now, because we 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 don't we haven't been able to build on those on that on that quality that we've had. So hopefully the club can show some some fucking bollocks 
and, and go out there and, and sign some quality to go around him. Because as much as Leroy said, Xhaka played played well yesterday. I don't I don't think he did play well against Palace, Leroy. I don't know if I don't know if you did refer to the Palace game as one of the games he did play well. I don't think he did play well against Palace, but um, he needs a he needs a partner in there that's that's gonna you know um, add even more quality. We need as much as well as Emil Smith Rowe has done. We need you know we'll get on to the number ten conversation because there's been an interesting rumor today. Um, yeah, we, we just need to surround him with quality, man, out wide, centrally. And with him and the team, anything is possible. Anything. <laughs> anything, anything. You know, the thing about Partey is, as he, as he touched on the disguise passes and, um, and his quality, it's just the way he plays his game. Like, I always say, like, there's, there's players that just the way they interpret football and play the game has a big effect and knock on effect on other players. So the fact that players played with him now a couple of times, like, I think Jacques has realised, listen, this this guy is the guy, so yeah. I'm going to just give him the ball, whereas before... He's a lot better than me. Yeah, before Jacques was still trying to do the thing, now he's just like, I'm going to yeah. try to facilitate Partey, and then you have other players now realising, I can be between the lines, and there might be one or two players around me, and it might be a bit tight, but he could still find me. So mm. I feel like he, he has a knock-on effect Onto expect on like onto how other players approach the game, and also yeah. on how other players try affect the game, and that's 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 only a good player can do that. Only yeah. only and he's introduced, and he's. I think he 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 adds the dynamic of um that verticality as well. So you you could see you could see how many times he got in the ball and players just started making runs, they just, just run. started making runs yeah, because yeah, they yeah. knew, and and especially um. Smith Rowe, he made that. Obviously, he got he got the assist from it, but that run and that pass happened a few times. A few times it found him. I think uh, one or two occasions it found Aubameyang, and um, they just knew and they had faith and confidence that like he's gonna find me. He's gonna pick me out with the pass. So that's it. And you can see like um, ESR slowed down a tiny bit, but he didn't have to. Do, like he didn't have to. Um, Break his speed too much, like when the ball came to him, and the way he took that touch to get it under, he didn't really have to break his stride, um, you know, and and that also helped in terms of carrying the ball forward. And then what comes, you, you know, what I mean, in fact, no, that wasn't the one for the goal. I don't think the one for the goal didn't come from Party, but yeah, man, I know what gives, one you're talking about. Hey, there's the remix, remix chat, Scary, very, very. What the hell's going on, bro? I was like, yo, it's the party, it's the after party remix, bro. Yeah. Um, just talking on Emil Smith Rowe. Hopefully, Shabs gets his mic sorted, and we don't get any too, too many more remixes. But um, just talking about Emil Smith Rowe, um, I'm not going to be shameless today. Um, I just want to get you guys' thoughts on um, where do we rate this young player? Like, if we we've already said that you know Leroy's put his neck out and said Partey top three um, centre mids in the Premier League. Where do we put Emil Smith Rowe in the conversation of Premier League? You know, youngsters. Is he? Is he? Is he in the? Is he in the same mold as like a Saka? Or, I, me personally, I think obviously you got your Foden's who are clear. Maybe then you got like a Greenwood, and then you got your Saka, um, your Saka kind of level. Where where does Emil Smith row rank in that conversation? I think I think for me, I think you know we're not seen enough of him yet. I don't think we, he's shown he showcased all of his talents just yet. You know, but. Mm. Um, what I would say is I, I am impressed with him. I think he's a good talent. I think he's a he's a very solid player. You know, I think the fact that he's come into the team and he's not looked out of place, I don't think, at any point in these sort of six games that he's featured um, in recent weeks. And I think that's a big compliment to the guy. I think, what was it, um, Jamie Carragher said on, on Monday Night Football that he could have played in sort of like the old uh, Wenger teams. I don't think he was saying, you know, oh, yeah, he's as good as the Invincibles. But I think just... The style of the style of play and the intelligence that he plays with, you know, he could play in a lot of uh, Arsenal sides in the past. So, and I think the the best thing about him, um, 
is is his technique and his intelligence, right? So like Shabs mentioned that that move in the first half where Party plays the uh, the the switch out to Smith Rowe running in behind on the left, and I think the actual fact that he's able to take that on 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 the, on the run and not break his stride, it's a good first touch, allows him to see um, what's what's about in the box, and he finds a Bamiyang on the edge. I think that a lot of players can't do that you know and I think that's that's not something to be underrated the fact that he could receive the ball um and and uh execute in in that manner so easily and made it look so effortlessly effortlessly um shouldn't uh, be underrated and I think he is a very very good player but I don't want to go too far and say oh yeah he's 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 right up there he's like top five youngsters in the league this that and the other um is, is, think- is anyone willing to do that no <laughs> no I'm, I'm not yet, not yet, not yet. Give, give me a couple months. Give me a couple months, and I'll uh, I'll revise. Only took you a game of Sabias. What was you back with um, Smith Rowe? Only took you a game of Sabias. The thing is, yeah. yeah the, thing, the thing is with Smith Rowe as well. That age group for England is a really, really good age yeah. group. Though. Like, there's a lot of a it's, lot of talented boys there. It's quite um, conceivable that he doesn't really get much recognized uh, recognition. Like, um, you know, maybe like the Paul Merson's <laughs> kind of. That kind of level, you know. Oh, don't do that to him. No, don't but you know, because Paul Merson was know. like that's not meant to be. That's not meant to be a criticism. I'm saying like Paul Merson was like a proper proper baller, yeah, for Arsenal, like pro- Arsenal legends, yeah. But if I look at on a for England, did, how many England caps did he have? Maybe he had quite a lot, but yeah, he only had okay, twenty one um, England caps. So, mm. Yeah, but no, where, where I, I just think, yeah, no. I don't know what's going on. Oh, no, it's is, my, is, yeah, your mic is moving mad. Like, having in the matrix, not, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's not blame it on my mic, it's stream yard, but, but yeah. yeah, but my point um, is, is that is, is, is I feel like he could be that kind of player, he's not um, your top talents, but maybe um, he could still be a really great player. See, um, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. One or the other. I think. Mm. I think what we what we did last time, or I say we, you, Lou, uh, last time, was shoo her and the talent too quickly into a category. So yeah, like, who, who did I do that with? Uh, no, no, no. Let's 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 get past I, that. One, I've you. never no, been no. guilty of that, mate. <laughs> right. But no, honestly, I'm... I think, and I think we talked we talked on on the on the um, Patreon piece that assassin talent. Um, like we, we just need to take our time um, with, with some of the talent. We've obviously seen quite a few good things from Smithrow already, but like I think I think there's more to come. I, I'm yeah. I'm not sure um, how much of a finable player he is. I don't at the moment actually think he doesn't look like much of a finable player at all. But I think he can shoot. I think he can shoot more, and I think mm. the way he creates is through through um, um, invading space and playing playing. Play, Quick one twos and he plays a lot of one or two touches, so that's how he creates kind of thing. So um, mm. the way the type of playmaker he is might be different to the type of regular playmaker who's just look like a Bruno Fernandez just looks for the final pass. Like Smith well, he did say ball. that, didn't he? He did yeah. say he mentioned Fernandez is like one of his favorite players or something, right? He said he wants to get his stats up, but I think up, the way yeah, he the game is, it's like more measured. It's like a different kind of way of playing the game. So I, I'd like to just see more of him, and then uh, then we can you can make a make a better judgment because I just look at Saka's trajectory just to just to kind of compare it, and then if you look at where he was last year at this point to where he is now, like it's you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought. And mm. I, to me, Saka looks like a special talent. So, mm-hmm. and last year he looked like a very good talent. You know that that. There is something yeah. that can happen, or not? And of course, it might not happen with ESR. It might, it might be even more than so with Saka. So, I, ideally, I just like to see him play more, get mm. more opportunities, and then we can we can assess him better. I think with more games. Yeah, I agree, man. I've, I think um, consistency goes a long way, you know. And I think um, let's 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 not jump the gun. He has just come in. Like I was just asking for him to have played ten games. You know, I'm happy with what his output's been in his game so far. And um, yeah, man, like, let's just not jump the gun. Let's not r- rush him. Let's just enjoy what he's doing and see what else he can continue to do. Leroy, any final thoughts on ESR? I'm hoping for a. a, a yeah, yeah a, so with, for you to sit in head on nah, that. With, with ESR, yeah. So I feel like what we've seen at the moment, he's still playing with the safety on. I feel like he's. 
he he's facilitating play and he's doing things very quickly and he's playing the simple pass and playing what he sees. But that's not the ESR that I remember seeing at youth level. The ESR I saw at youth level had a lot more about him. And I feel like it, when he gets a bit more confident and when he gets a bit more up to the level physically, because he's a, he is quick, but I feel like he's still, you know, I feel like he's underdeveloped for a 20-year-old, if that makes sense. I feel like he's still got a lot more developing to do physically. So I think in the next sort of two and three years, as he develops physically and as he gets more confident and he's more assured of his place in the team, I feel like we'll see a real big upspike in ESR's work, provided injury, he doesn't get injured, etc. Um, I thought Saka special. Saka, Saka's. Oh, I mean, we were so wrong about him. Right? We were so wrong about him because as no, well. No, not we. No, not we. Okay, some, right, some, right, some, right, 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 right. So some of us. And, <laughs> just me and you, Leroy. Just me and I you. Just me I and was, you. Was, right, we'll take it. We'll well, take the slap. I feel like a big part of that is his intelligence and his mental work and the type of the type of kid he seems to be. Um, and he's quite happy on improving, etc. So we need to see if someone like Smith Rowe has that same kind of mentality and that same same kind of work rate because that's a big part of improving as a young player. You've got to have it in, in your head. And a lot of our senior players don't have that. And that's why they haven't even improved when they've come into the league. So um I, I still think there's a lot of improvement in ESR to go. So I, I don't want to put um I don't want to put a stamp on him too soon. I, I want to let him flourish and then we'll we'll see in a, a year or two where, where he sits. And I'm, I'm not going to lie as well. I think um, a very interesting aspect of him that I like this season is is so obviously in the num the numbers he's actually getting um, in the games that he's played, they are quite good. So in terms of men's football that he's played this season, I think it's what five appearances in the, in the Prem, three in the Europa, and one FA Cup. Yes. So he's got two goals and and five assists. I think in nine games, and he's only I think it's it's something like six starts of those nine games. The rest he's come off the bench to to have impact as well. So, and the type of assist that he's getting, I think it's an, a, a real um, sign of the intelligence that he has and the positions that he picks up. Because a lot of them are he's putting one touch finishes for the guy who eventually scores. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's cut backs from the top of the box because he's the one that's come in behind the in behind the defense. And the goals that he scored as well is from nice third man runs um, into the box as well. So it's, it's a very different type of number 10, I think, to someone like Ozil and, uh, and a Bruno Fernandes, that he's not necessarily breaking um, deep blocks down or breaking defences down with passing, but he is yeah. with his his own movement as well. And I think that's something um, that should be noted. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was trying to say. And I've got one final point on the SR. Um, where were where was um, Grealish when he was his age? Where was Madison? Where were they? Do you know, like it's one of the ones where those type of talents can emerge and all of a sudden be like there can be stars. Like you know, it's like I don't think people looked at Grealish or Madison as the guys when they were nineteen twenty, but they're the guys now, aren't it? Grealish was a uh, very good point. Grealish was at Villa. Get, there was there was this was their yeah, relegation like, season. The way people looked at him yeah. as in like a premium talent, I don't think they looked at him like that. Yeah, he's a but, good talent. Yeah, no, of course Grealish not. when he was twenty, he had just come back from a loan spell at Notts County. But that mm. that that um type of, that position is very very difficult to play at that age, especially the way he plays it. So the mm. fact that he's playing it and doing well is a very very big tick by his name. Um, yeah. I, I just think he just needs to stay free of injuries and we need to see who we buy so he gets enough minutes um, yeah. and going back to Dan's point a, a lot of it is about intelligence and a lot of it like was it yourself who made the Van der Beek comparison I think that's a fantastic yeah. comparison I feel like he plays the position like Van der Beek with a bit more to his game um, so I, mm. I feel we've got, we've got I mean a lot of us have said ESR has been very very talented for a long time but I just I don't even think we're seeing I don't think we we'll scratch the surface of what you can do. Lewis Sharp. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I mean ESR and Saka single-handedly made Arsenal fun to watch again. Yeah. So, Fact. Agreed. Agreed. There's a, there's, and, and also there's a lot to be said. We're talking about his output in terms of actual goals and assists, but there's a lot to be said for the chances he's creating as well. He's creating chances which are not being finished, which yeah. aren't being put away. And it, I think it, second most charge rated since uh, this since he came into the side, I believe, since the Boxing yeah, Day. I think that's yeah. it. And, and small sample size, but you know, yeah, and it is big. It's it's, it's big. You 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 do have to have some kind of um, you know, you do have to have the right mentality to come into this side, which was dire, which was bereft of um, bereft of trying to um, 
of creating chances and you're looking at senior players who've absolutely been disgraced by this guy who's come in and just been consistent in the in in the six games, seven games that he's played, you know. So, uh, the, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't speak higher of him at the moment. He's made us fun to watch, as Leroy said. So, like, credit to him. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Definitely. Um, I, f- I feel quite vindicated by um, our sticking by Aubameyang at the moment. Um, I feel like that that game um, was a game that has been waiting to happen over the last few few games, I would say. You know, I was a little bit disappointed that uh, Arteta took him off, but, you know, I understood it in the end. He is a 31-year-old, save him while you can kind of thing, because he has played a lot of football, even though he's been shit for most of no, it. But, no, they um, said that he needed to go toilet. Oh really? Is that is that the reason he came off? Was it? Yeah, he had to come off with a oh. tickle toilet break. Okay, yeah. fair enough. He didn't want the hat trick yeah. that badly then. Um, calls in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would have liked him to get that hat trick, obviously. But you know, on the night he could have had probably maybe three or four goals. He missed with that great chance in the in the first half. And I think we've been saying for a few weeks now, yes, the performance isn't great, but the performance isn't much different to what he served up for his whole Arsenal career. So it's the only difference is he's not scoring goals. And yes, we've all said that about Aubameyang. You know, if he isn't scoring goals, he isn't doing much. But if you give the man chances, you put the ball in the right areas, he's going to score goals eventually. And I think, hopefully, we're seeing now that if we can continue with this setup, continue with this this crop of players, um, then we can start getting Aubameyang firing again. And if Aubameyang's firing again, the only way we're, we're the only place we're going up in is, is up, you know. That's that's facts essentially. <laughs> that's facts. Like if we're if Aubameyang scoring goals, we're we're gonna get go, we're gonna go up the league, right? So, um, yeah. Let's hope I, the I, back. Sorry. Let's hope the Mojo is back in that. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I'm still not imagine. completely convinced that he's you know got fully back to his you know uh, one shot one goal kind of thing because you know he did miss. A, a good chance early on, but it's you know it's promising that he's getting into the positions. He's not he's not washed like some people were trying to to fob him off as. I like, I don't think he's shot physically like a lot of people were saying he can't be asked physically gone. People making those kind of conclusions. I I never thought it was that. I think the I think the comments were stupid. A lot of the comments came from um, the ops anyway. They're not Arsenal fans. No, you know, a, lot Arsenal fans not... fans were, a lot of Arsenal fans were. A lot of Arsenal fans were. Yeah, I weren't catching him. I think no, it's crazy. Was a lot. I think that was a lot, and I think that might, must be fair as well about this whole. Uh, we give, um, you know, we've been burned in it as far as giving um, players contracts, big contracts, and then not seeing, mm. not seeing returns or dividends. But I think it's crazy when you consider the bigger picture. The context was that, um, you know, he's playing further away from goal first and foremost. Second, he's playing in a side that's not creating chances. So. That affects his game. That affects his confidence. That affects his form. So um, I don't. I didn't ever think he was just going to be able to turn it back on. Um, I'm not even necessarily saying now that he's he he turned a leaf. For me, it's just positive that he's he's got goals. I want him to play again. I want him to get more chances. I want him to get more goals because I do think he definitely could have had more than the two. Um, you know, it's a bit of rustiness, uh, maybe a bit of you know lack of confidence, doubting himself or whatever. But the more goals he scores, the better it is for 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 us all. Um, and I and I and I do think, like you know, his performance generally was good. As was as was um, 
Lacazette. I think Lacazette played all right, you know, and I'm quite harsh on Lacazette. Um, I didn't really notice him, to be fair. I think he played. I think he played the right. I'm not saying like you know it was one of his better games, but I think he played the right. And I'm and I'm and, I, and I'm looking at the two of them and saying actually like because I've just been one of these people who's never been for them two um, being on the pitch together. I just think nah, I'm not. I'm not having it. But actually, maybe that's how bad Newcastle were. were. But I, I think Saka and Emil Smith Rowe are doing a very good job of making Lacazette look good. <laughs> I, I really do think uh, they fair have play. a big part to play in um, Lacazette's. Yeah, that's, that's fair form. play because you, you need and, to get players around him, right? You need to. He's not yeah. going to. He's not going to run. He's not yeah. your most technically proficient footballer, even though he's mm. he's better than Aubameyang in that regard. But yeah. if you can get bodies around him, he's he can make the ball stick. He. You know he's not he's not bad as a as a bit of a bounce board, but um, yeah. yeah, he's I think what, what what ESR said about him was interesting as well. Um, ESR said, spoke about Lacazette being a guy who um, you know was probably looked after him the most off the pitch, mm. um, and giving him the most advice and gives him encouragement. And yeah, I, I, I agree with you as like well. Like shisha bar, ESR man. <laughs> Say it again. I'm sure he's taken to some shisha spot somewhere. Some illegal shisha bar. Man, it's all locked down. It's all locked down. It's not as long as they ain't doing balloons, then stop slandering our plates. Stop slandering our guys when they're doing all right. German Dan, what's the matter with you, man? Stop slandering our guys when they're doing all right. Slandering nobody, man. Were there any? Were there any other performances or uh, performances or parts of the game that you guys wanted to 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 touch on? I can't Cedric. lie. I think Cedric made a made a good um, account mm. for himself in this game. Would you keep him in uh, for the next game? I would, to be honest. What really annoyed me, do you know, Bellerin gets in good positions. If you watch the games, you know he yeah. makes good runs, gets in good positions. Execution lacks on too many occasions, and it's mm. very, very frustrating. And um, maybe Cedric doesn't get in, in the situation in the positions as much as Bellerin, but his execution is better. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd rather see him for a little bit than Bellerin. Um, Who's a better defender? I think really Bellerin doesn't really defend that well. So it it doesn't actually matter. So if Cedric can give us something going forward, I'm I'm, I'm for for having having a run in the side. Um, Because at the end of the day, Andy Mimonales is the only one that really defends well 1v1 and has the physical capabilities up and down um, to do it 90 minutes, I think. But Mm. he is in the gulag. (laughs) He's not not, not doing it. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, that boy is in. Um, he's in Guantanamo Bay, man. It will be interesting to see if Cedric does get the nod in the next game because um, I did he play against Southampton last year? I've got a feeling that he played against Southampton away last season. Like, it score? might be one of his what? first games. What, what was that the game he scored in? Was that the game he scored in? No, he scored. Um, we, we we beat someone four 0 Cedric scored the fourth. I, I, I seem to remember him playing Southampton, but would you? Um, was it no, Norwich, Norwich, Cedric played his debut. Would you guys, would you guys look to keep him in the side like G- German Dan suggested, or would you look to bring Bellerin in? I think. I, I, don't, yeah. I, th- I think. I think for me, it's just about you do want to pick the informed players, right? Um, so I, I don't particularly agree with sort of chopping and changing guys um, because you have favourites and that uh, and that. So I think if if it is a meritocracy and those two are the rotation options, if one has a good performance, let him keep his, um, let him keep his place. Um, I don't know, like Southampton, they're, they're a bit of a funny side, the way they play with a 4 um, So I don't know if someone like a Nathan Redmond or something will, will play and give him, um, give him that much stress. Cause I, I, I can't, I, I don't, it's, it's either him or Gineppo. I think they play on the left side and Walcott plays on the right side. So, you know, it, it just depends on whether you think he can handle that that sort of opposition. I personally think, you know, he, he had a good game. Let's see if he can if he can string a, a run of performances together. Um, if he gets pressured and he gets he gets packed in against Southampton, then you know Bellerin comes in for the next game. That's it. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, let's move on to some news surrounding the club today. Then, so today, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get too gassed. I'm sure Leroy is going to be upset that we're even talking about it. Spe- but we're trying to speak it into existence. Yeah, we've already got Sean doing the the prayers in tongues. So we need to. Tongues. 
we need to we need to carry that on on the podcast. Right? So, all this manifest bullshit is bollocks, brother. <laughs> We're not tricks. Don't do that. I'm not feeling. When, when, when it happens, you won't be saying that because we manifest the oh, party. It ain't happening. Like, stop it. It's not happening. You got yeah. you got to write down your goals and pray on them. Yeah, that's that's what we got to do. Exactly. You have to act on them every single day. You work towards it. Oh, what? You got to drive. You want to drive to Madrid? No, no, no. I'm just going to add everyone I can on Insta and Twitter in it. Yeah. All right, cool. That's 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 my contribution. Well, you might not have to do it. He's terrorizing Eddie's son on the socials. Tell his, tell his dad to stop barbecuing. Yeah. Well, and, apparently, and we might have to be giving Edu some credit. I uh, know you guys don't want to. Oh, but not you guys. They do. Set man don't want to give him some credit. Yeah. Right. Set man. But um, apparently, Edu's been in talks with Odegaard since last week. So the street, fam. That's what the streets are saying. And and David oh, Ornstein has confirmed really, all of it. Yes, you know, like you can't, you cannot get away from this normal. Nah, you know? bro, I'm this just not for now, the bro, bullshit. It. No, no, yes, I'm no, not I'm for the bullshit. It. I'm not and for we, the bullshit. We face, we face stern competition from Sociedad and Sevilla. Very stern <laughs> indeed. So, uh, Leroy, what is your thought? Let me let me go to the negative Nancy first, right? Let's get let's get the negativity out of the way, and then we could just then we could just. Go full on with our positivity, all right? So let's get Leroy out of the way and then we mute him so he can't interrupt. Right, Ooh. Leroy, why, why, is, why is Martin Odegaard not happening? Because ESR has come through and he's done his thing. Yeah. Now, it's been documented by whoever it was saying that we want a senior. They see ESR as either a deputy to get a senior world-class um, number 10 or creative playmaker, but they're probably going to get that person in summer. So I don't see them signing someone who's only two years older than ESR or one and two years older than ESR. So are we Boy. just bidding for the fun of it then? No, because we wanted to get him on loan. The thing is, I can see him get, I can see us getting him on. I can't see us getting him on loan because I just don't see it happening. So, but why happen, though? What? But why? Because one, I don't see us getting someone who's only a little bit older than ESR because mm-hmm. it really makes sense. It, he's not an established player. He's not like a. He's not proved himself. He's, I, I think they want a, a more of a sure thing on loan. Or I, I can see them going for someone like an Isco over him. And then the other thing is, I think Martin Odegaard has had a horrible time at Real Madrid. He um, he's not trusted, and he's going to want to go back to comfort zone where he knows he's going to get minutes, he knows he's going to get played, and he he feels comfortable. The last thing he's going to want to go to is another uncertain environment. Mm. So he's in the same situation he was in in Madrid to now have to adapt into a new country he's never been he's he's only six months with no guarantees he's staying there doesn't really make sense doesn't really make sense if they if they sell it to him and say look this is a project we're gonna sign you and it's just a loan with option or obligation to buy but they say it's from like we're definitely signing you in summer that's a different story but then i don't see them doing that because of the esr and age thing i think they want a ready-made i think they want someone who's certified now and then esr Mm -hmm. study so that's just that's just my my thinking behind it. I hear the latter part. I, I don't think we would be bidding for a player if we weren't interested in him coming in straight away, right? So I I feel like it's true, and I feel like we do want him. I do agree with you in the part of um, him wanting minutes and him wanting certain guarantees. But just in your point about him being a senior, uh, not being senior enough option. This is Odegaard's fourth um, senior year like in terms of getting first team minutes he's he's I, th- I think he already had a lone spell at heron vein i think that was his first one he's had one at uh, maybe two at sociedad is it is it two at sociedad or one one at somewhere else one at sociedad and one at sociedad at, at, at vitesse sorry and this is his fourth senior season at madrid yeah it hasn't gone quite to plan but i do think there is a substantial substantial difference between him and esr esr has probably got what less than 50 pro appearances, Odegaard's probably at close to 200. So I do think there is a lot of experience difference between the two. Um, but, and and I, I don't feel like he is particularly fussed about changing countries because he moved to Real Madrid when he was, what, 15 years old, was he? He was about 15 years old. Went from Norway to Real Madrid. Um, he's been on loan in Holland, uh, elsewhere in Spain. 
It's, it's not that's it's not the Prem. The players aren't stupid. Players know the Prem is a difficult league to adapt in, particularly mm. if you're in 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 the in the mixer in in a very congested area in midfield like that. And it's like he would, for example, I don't think he'd he'd bat twice about going on loan to somewhere in Holland, for example, or going on loan to like probably even Germany. I don't think he'd even bat either. But the Prem's different, bro. I think don't, he's upset, don't upset German Dan now, right? Don't upset him. I will put that league in rice, bro. For that. It's not sort of thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, I, I personally, I, I don't, I don't see the move. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I do think um, that it will probably hinge on where he wants to go. I can see him saying, you know, I've been at Sociedad before. I know I'm going to play week in, week out, um, and picking them over us. Uh, one thing I would say though is, I think if you are looking at Arsenal and you you see yourself as a ten. And you've seen Smith Rowe as being your only competition. This is a guy coming here and thinking, you know what, boom, I'm going to play every week, kind of thing, similar to Danny Ceballos when he's coming here and he's looking at, you know, Xhaka, El Neni, Torreira, Guendouzi. He's like, well, I'm better than these men, so I'm going to I'm gonna be starting ahead of them. And I think, you know, from an Arsenal perspective, it's probably the ideal um, situation where you do have sort of young, two young players because you can easily bench one of them, and they'll be more likely to, you know, accept that and, and and take minutes on the bench because, you know, you can you can you can sort of rotate them a bit more. I think in in a case where you do get someone like an Isco, I think he's going to be expecting to play every week, and then that is where you do get the development of someone like um, a Smithrow uh, being being blocked and pathways being blocked in that way because you know the established player is going to be um, more likely the one that's starting. Uh, more minutes and and I think that that as as well as that I think they can also play together you know um, I think Odegaard and Smithrow can both play as eights and they have done in the past um, and that might be something that uh, tactically might interest Arteta uh, to do in a sort of four three three with party um, holding at the base so but I do I do think Leroy is right that it will come down to you know the player's decision and I can see you know a couple of reasons why he wouldn't decide to to come here but. I think we can throw in a couple of sweeteners to Madrid, you know, throw him a couple of sweeteners, get him a nice, nice, a few snaps of a nice flat um, over, over somewhere in Hampstead, you know, uh, get, get Lacazette um, to tell him about the shisha bars and that in, 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 in and about the local area, you know, there'll be a few nice, nice sweeteners we can chuck in. Mm. You know, you know, the, and I agree with a lot of the points you guys said that, you know what the thing is with Rudiger, I think if he picks Sociedad, it's just because what the Euros are in the summer, right? After the season, there's the Euros, so he wants to play. He's gonna he's gonna get picked for Norway anyway, but he wants to play, I guess. So um, I can see that maybe as an I, I go there for six months and I definitely play kind of thing because I need to be ready for for playing in the U um, in the Euros. But I think um, I think we have um, we definitely have a chance, and we, there's obvious interest from from our side, um, which has been confirmed by Onstein today that we actually put in a bit. And I also don't I don't quite buy the age stuff with Smith Rowe. Because we're in for Buendia, who's like 24 as well. He's not a world-class number 10. So that, that story doesn't quite align with the, the players we actually linked up linked with. And Brandt is, what, 24, 25 as well. He's a very good player, but he's also not a confirmed world How old is Awa? Awa is 22. 22, no, 23. 23. Awa is at least 23. Yeah, no, no, 20, he's 22. He's 22. 22. Yeah, 22. Yeah. 20, 22 or 21. Oh, like, yes, 22. Between these men, like I'm not seeing us link with a proper world class established. Brand, Brand and um, Buendia are, are arguably going into their prime. Brand, Brand, Buendia, I just don't think the age see, thing is, is, is something that I quite agree with. Yeah. Buendia has played. Brendia has played the same amount of program, but basically, essentially, the same amount of pro games as Odegaard has. I'm with uh, I'm with German. That I, um, Leroy, I do hear your reasoning. Um, however, th th there's a couple of factors for me. It's a loan, not a permanent signing. It's something that means that he can come and get football over the next, um, you know, between now and the end of the season. He's, um, you know, extremely talented. He had a blinding season loss um, season. He's been overlooked by Zidane. He wants to play. I think there's also the thing about him coming to um, the Premier League. That also raises his profile. He wants out of Real Madrid. 
you know, if the if the one in out of Real Madrid rumors are true, um, then you know he's going to be looking to play for a move. So it's in his interest because if he comes here, um, really we're underperforming. That all he has to do is play at a semi decent level f- between now and May. Um, you know he's sorted. He'll stand out. You know if it boosts our our, our stock and our our position in the table is wonderful for 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 us. It's wonderful for him. So it's kind of win win. I think the situation with Sociedad's a bit different this season as well. Um, you know, they were until recently um, in the title chase. Um, they signed David Silva um, in um, the summer as well. He's like a key part of their, their their midfield. He starts a lot of games for them. They've got Ayazabal as well. Um, so, you know, these are their um, uh, uh, attacking outputs. They tend to play like a 4-3-3. These are their attacking outputs. Um, obviously, you can... Never have too much quality. He's familiar with um with 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 the team, with the coach, with the location, you know, with the nation. So yeah, there are factors that go in his favour, but there are factors which go against. And I think I'm not sure he'll be in the same place in the pecking order where to go there now on loan, um, as he was when he started the season on loan there last year. So I don't know. And with the age profile stuff again. Um, I, I, um, Lewis made the points about his experience, and I think, like you know, um, in comparison to ESR, he is like you know he, he he's got a lot of experience at a higher level as well. So I'm not. Um, I, I think that as well. How I read that comment about by the club was in relation to a permanent signing, um, and also Erdegaard wasn't a realistic target a couple of weeks ago either well I don't think that he was someone who was on our radar before a couple of weeks ago if the rumours are true um, you know we've made contact with Edu who's made contact with him last week so you know let's see what comes of it but I'm I'm, 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 I'm low key um, optimistic that um, we can make this kind of thing happen on loan it's exactly the type of business that we should be doing and personally I would love it to happen because a couple men are going to have to go back and and uh, on 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 their word or their opinion about Edu, and just say mm. actually fair play, like fair play, like let's not <laughs> praise him. Fair shab, play. Shab, no, 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 then we can have an honest conversation. No, nah, he's not. But he's not my guy. He's not my guy. I've never called him my guy. Every what day I'm saying. Give him credit, bro. You see how I didn't name German Dan? You see how I didn't name German Dan? For real, for real. It's, it's daily, though. It's daily. Yeah? You're, on, you're, on, you're on his defence um, daily. No, I'm not different. So you don't have to understand. Let me just carry it to the public. Yeah? In the in the in the in the group chat, there's this fit. There's a kind of like looks like there's a for Edu and against Edu. I'm never for Edu. I've never ever said I'm for him. By the way, all I'm saying is that certain man come out and are onto him every single day, whether they're transfer news or not. I'm saying, cool, get onto him for the things that he hasn't done. But when he does something positive, or not even positive, when he does his job, you lot ain't coming with the same energy. So I'm saying you lot ain't, ain't balanced then. You, German Dan, are the biggest one who says, oh, we have to be objective in our analysis. Are you being yeah. objective in your analysis? Are you being yeah. objective? He's yeah. calling you out, Dan. He's calling you yeah. out. Yeah. Don't yeah. 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 respond to me. Edu, evangelist. I know. I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Come with the same energy when he does when his name is associated with positive things. Come with I the same energy. I definitely will. That's all where, I'm saying. Where, where the difference for me is that I think Edu has not been good doing a good job before, um, mm. or in summer, um, on a lot of our outings, yeah. and which has which has which has stifled our season. So I think and a lot of the outings that that happening now. Yeah, of course, but a lot of the, the outgoings are happening now, like Colossal could happen in the summer, Socrates could have happened in the summer. I understand yeah. Uzo and Mustafi, so I'm being objective. Uzo and um Uzo going this month is also not really a dude doing his job. That's Uzo realizing he's not gonna play for another six months and he wants to leave. And um the same might happen with Mustafi if he if he if he doesn't get offered another contract. <laughs> um but yeah, that he might leave as well. But with Colasinage, it was clear that he was gonna leave at some point, either in Jan or in the summer. Um it was clear that Socrates was going to leave. Like these are things that, are, for me, look like a fairly straightforward thing. It's not, a, and it's not like to, it's not comparable for when Raul was trying to get Uzo out because the contract length was way different. 
this is like the end of the contract now. Same as with Socrates. When so if someone wants to get Socrates out last year, Jan, it's not the same as trying to get him out this summer or in Jan now because the contract is shorter and it's an easier conversation, an easier thing to do. The leverage is more with you or you have like it's an, it's an easier conversation. And I will give Edu credit if he makes the right things for us in the market. Like it's very simple. And yeah, so far he hasn't. Like, when we, so so uh, the thing is seven hundred and fifty K a week off and the like, 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 like Joe and Dan, yeah. like, let Joe and Dan say as well. Number, yeah, number, you, I, I you didn't you answer because you're guilty. I didn't think you I didn't name I didn't name no names. You, Listen, I'm telling you, but I'm, 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 I'm opposed off it too. Yes, that's me. Chaps, I think I think where we differ. I think where we differ, right, is um, I'm not going to give a guy credit. Like it's it's like you, the, what's they say? You don't want to applaud a fish for swimming in it, right? Do you get mm. what I mean? Right, mm. and it's because, and I'm, I'll be critical of Edu in the summer because I feel there were certain things within his remit that clearly didn't go to plan. The whole Saliba situation couldn't get the loan done in time. Uh, uh, all of that stuff couldn't get. Um, Kolasinac off the off the books, even though this is a guy who even I think the manager even came out and said had wanted to leave for personal reasons. Do you know what I mean? Socrates, mm -hmm. the report said, you know, he there were a lot of clubs interested in taking him on a free transfer and whatnot. So for me, these are major failings because for all intents and purposes, because we couldn't get these guys out, we didn't have the the wage space or the or the the the, the space on the balance sheet to go and get an attacking player in. Right. Mm. So then if six months later, he's now rectifying these mistakes and being like, we're fine. Now I'm going to get these guys on. I'm not, I'm not going to start turn around and start clapping because we've had we played 19 games, you know, where we've dropped points. We're 10th in the league because you weren't doing your job. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So mm. from here on out, I will give him credit for the things that he does going forward as long as, you know, they're, they're beneficial to the club. If he goes out and gets Martin Odegaard or something on loan for six months with an option to buy, something like that, I definitely will be giving him credit because I've, that's something that I didn't think was yeah. was expected, right? But I'm you not going to give him credit. credit. I don't want yeah. German Dan to give him credit. I don't want German Dan to speak <laughs> when Odegaard don't speak. I will. I'm, I'm absolutely shameless and I will. And I've said I will give him credit if he doesn't said you're absolutely well. shameless yeah. and, and, and I've I think got you. On record, on live, it's very, it's very simple. I'll give a man credit when when he does his job well. And and I think yeah, you know, there were circumstances in summer, so you can say, oh yeah, we were being harsh because obviously Raúl got sacked and all of these. There's all the you know goings on with on Tim the Lewis in the background, fifty five redundancies, all of this stuff. So oh, his bandwidth God. was his bandwidth was thinner, right? But. For me, you have to be judged on on your results and, and your actions. As a technical director, it's going to be, you know, um, the the outcomes of the decisions that you make that we evaluate you on, right? So, so if if he does something, we we push up the table, you know, and we finish in a European spot at the end of the season. Yeah, I'll give him credit, right? Um, if in summer, you know, him and Arteta have been talking about this plan and he puts that plan into action, we end up with signing a Grealish or something like that, just just doing a madness in the window. Yeah, I'll give him credit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that Marina Grenoskaya or whatever from Chelsea, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? People are bigging her up this summer because she was moving mad in the window. Do you get? Um, so I can't I can't give Edu credit for, you know, cancelling contracts six months before they expire. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's not, that's not what you're here to do. You're here to, to propel us at the table. Do you get what I'm saying? So Yes, the wage bill are, the wage bill is clear, but now boom, go spend it and invest it in 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 in, in things that put us at the table, and that's where I'll start saying, yeah, you've done a mad job. And what if he had got Sally but out on loan, which was a late call, by the way? And this is why I think we're we're being harsh. That was a late call from the manager. That was a late call from the coach who had him for most of the preseason, and then said, actually, he's not ready. So he's then negotiating, trying to get. Awa over the line, trying to get Partey over the line. You know what I mean? What if he can't take his eye off that, which is significant for us, by allowing um, Saliba, by focusing his efforts on the Saliba outgoing on loan? Do you see what I'm saying? And it's him. It sounds like it's him doing I it on I don't, think, I, don't, I don't even think it's a late call, though. I don't think it's a late call because... In the, in the, no, it's in the recent, it was a late call. In, fact, the recent, a, in, the, no, hmm. in the recent Saliba interview that he gave, he said the manager told him straight away... He was not ready. Yeah, number one. Number two, Rob Holding was going on loan. The holding right? stuff. When and that and that happened uh, early September, right? So we still had a whole uh, over a month, I think, to get Saliba out the door if Holding yeah. was going to be enough time to keep his eye on the Holding loan. 
Yeah, do you, do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 they said they said uh, he's holding now going to stay, right? So if Holding mm. and Louise are going to be your first two choice right backs, you know that Saliba's not staying. And then on top of that, you did you didn't get him um, alone and didn't register him in Europa. So you you 100% need to get him alone to the championship whilst that window's still open. They didn't do that either. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah. so 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 I'm not I'm not having that. It was a late call. They definitely had enough time to to do partition to um, Arteta, and that's my, and that's not something that we need to debate because we debate this every day. This is for let, the, let's 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 move on a little bit, Lira. I want you to have the last word on this. I, I want you to settle the debate. Who 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 is right here? Who is wrong? I, I've said I'm with Shabs. I, I've said that in the group chat. Like, so you think the boys are not given uh, yeah, doing enough credit? I mean, uh, judge, judge, if if someone shows you a spoon, you say it's a spoon. If someone shows you a fork, you say it's a fork. If someone shows you a knife, you say it's a knife. When he's doing things that are shit, we'll say, look, he, he's not done good there. But then you always add nuance and context because, like you say, Raul went unexpectedly, randomly halfway through the window. Yeah, but you see the post. His head was on fire with all the deals. Like he, he's only one man, so you got to prioritize and do what you got to do. Now he's done. Like how many people have tried to get us out early? Bare people have tried. Uh, I said, context, Lerog. Context, though. Yeah. Give it credit. Yeah, cool. But he, he, he's, done, he's, done good things. he's done good things now as he's doing them. And and we just you just gotta give him credit where credit's due, in my opinion. I mean, if you if you're in school and you do the basics, I don't think you get you get credit for that. You get credit for excel, excelling and stuff. So I wouldn't I if I have a son and he's doing the basics after being doing the wrong thing for three months, I'm gonna say, Yeah, well done, but mm-hmm. You need to you need to do better than what you did. If your son's a winger on the on the 10 Sunday league and he dubs his man, goes past him, and then flings in a ball, but then it goes like he, he's done his job because his winger's supposed to beat his man and like provide, provide a chance. I'm kind of good work, son. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, not good man. I'm saying good work, son. Like you beat your man and you got the ball in. Okay, it didn't it didn't happen the goal. Let's leave that there. I think that was a pretty comprehensive debate. Uh, before we round things up, um, actually, I just wanted to ask one more question about the Odegaard situation. Are you guys comfortable taking... Because I remember... Who was it that we were talking about? I can't remember who, but we were talking about uh, a while ago about taking Real Madrid players on loan you know, and doing their kind of developmental work for them, for them only to have them back as a better player. Was it? Was it about Sabias? Was that? Was did we have that conversation about Sabias potentially? And some people were against that loan because they didn't quite like the idea of, um, you know, basically taking a, a Real Madrid player on loan. And you know, are we are we too big for that? No or- way. We're seen us play before this recent run of games. We need all the help that we can get. Mm. Like, there's no, I, 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 I personally, people are entitled to their opinion. I don't have time for these feelings. If a player is going to come in tomorrow and help us, I'm for it. I don't care what happens. I don't care if he gets, but we need to climb the table as fast as possible. Our ultimate goal for right now is to finish in the Champions League spots. If we get Champions League football by hook or crook, which is very unlikely, but if we get it, it's a different ball game for us. You know what I mean? As far as the summer and the type of business we can do. You know what I mean? And that's a um, position that potentially strengthens us in a weakened market, in a weakened economy. So we need that. So anything that's going to help us get um, closer to that, I'm for it. Because again, kind of tapping onto the to not 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 to go too much into the Edu thing, but again, he'll be hamstrung. The further down the table we um we finish, our business is going to be impacted. You know what I mean? Like let's not let's not let let's let's not be ignorant about that. Like our bit we're gonna be um restricted in terms of what we can do. And we're poor at offloading players and getting value for 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 our players. So I think that, you know, we 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 need to secure as much money as possible. We need to secure as high a position as possible. And then just just try and do it that way. So yeah, I'll take anyone from Real Madrid who's going to bring us quality or any other club for that matter. I don't care. It's a loan. I guess the potential downside of it is though is if if he has no intention of joining us permanently you're back at square one again in six months' time. And I don't know. I, I want him to join. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like it could be 
an issue again six months down the line if we're struggling to to replace another quality player that we've lost again and i think this is where it does come down to recruitment and planning because if the recruit if the recruitment plan is put there's short-term plans there's you know emergency plans there's longer term there's longer term plans and if there's a proper um long-term recruitment strategy then we shouldn't be impacted really by this and this is where the competence of the edus and other members will show and this is where they really should be judged you know it's about that for me it's about that this is a short-term need you know what i mean from poor mismanagement legacy whatever but um you know like i'm not going to turn my nose up at quick fixes at all don't care just come and help fix us i'll take it and i think as well you know there's there is the opportunity that the the player wants to stay and from from what, all the reports that i'm reading madrid they're not they're not spending a lot of money um during this, they didn't spend any money, I think, in the last summer. They gave us a buyout without a loan fee, etc. I think they would be very much open to um, eventually selling the player if we wanted to take him uh, on a permanent basis as well because um, everything I'm reading says that they've, they've been saving up for this summer coming because they want to bring in um, a few big names into the team. And so I think guys like Ceballos and Odegaard who haven't managed to break into the team, if Zidane's still there... I don't think that's going to change for them um, going forward, you know. Um, so I, 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 I get the theory, um, you know, that, oh, yeah, you're, they're going to be better and Madrid's going to want to take them back. But for me, I think Odegaard had a very, very good season last year um, for all intents and purposes. He was, you know, one of the stars for Sociedad and in La Liga um, and he still, couldn't, he still can't uh, get any minutes in that team. So I don't really see a good six months on loan at Arsenal uh, changing Zidane's opinion of him when he's had him for the last six months um, after, you know, some good loan spells in the past as well. So, yeah. yeah I agree with that. I think the, um, Real Madrid's strategy is is looking at Mbappe, looking at Kamawinga. And, um, I mean, they sold Hakimi last summer and apparently haven't received the penny for mm. it yet. So, mm. they, there's still old money there. So, that's money they're, they're, they're expected to get back in. I doubt they will commit £40 million for um, reggaeton. So, I think they they will look to raise some funds this summer. So mm. yeah, I think Udegaard is a good, it's a good, it's a good asset for them to raise funds. No matter how good he is, their team is stacked with players, so they can mm. kind of afford doing that. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, and um, I haven't got any other points, uh, any other topic discussions. I haven't, I haven't written anything down. If you guys are happy to leave, I'm happy to leave. <laughs> Well, bedtime, yeah? Cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely bedtime. Anyway, um, like we said, uh, subscribe to the Toshi Gunas YouTube. Thank you for everyone who's tuned in live. Um, you got the Touch uh, Touchline Frackers Discord page as well. And obviously, most importantly, our Patreon page. If you want the... Uh, who we got next? Southampton in the FA Cup. We'll be doing a post-match podcast straight after that game. And it will be only available to, to Patreons. So if you want access to that, go and sign up to the Patreon and uh, you'll have access to that. Guys, thank you for joining me. And we'll be back with another Touchy Gooners uh, next week. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the Myers in the lean. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skate in a Rari. Baby, welcome to the party. Pick some of that. Give me lit. Gun on my head. One in the head. Send in the clip. Send in the clip. Baby. Baby, baby. Baby, don't trip. Just lower your tone. Podcast Network.